We're very excited about today's call, but before we get into it, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, with our product special of the week. Jesse, tell us about the new product kind of special that you got for us. I am so excited to make this announcement, Stephen. Pageant Planet is going to be the official largest supplier of gym ball earrings on the market. If you haven't heard of gym ball earrings and accessories, you are totally missing out. The gold standard in pageantry accessories, bar none. Uh, So many earrings in various sizes, shapes, and colors, so you can really find the perfect accessory for evening gown, fun fashion, or even interview. Yeah, it's kind of challenging, right? I mean, if you're even in a big state like you are in New York, or especially if you're in a small city, it's hard to find that perfect kind of pageant earring to go with your dress. Um, And it's nice that you can come to us and find it with lots of different colors. So tell us about like price ranges of gym ball and what you like about them. And I mean, quality, just kind of give us a recap of maybe who he is. Well, what I like about Jim Ball is the quality factor, because if you're shopping online for your jewelry or you're shopping at a local shop, um, there's always a difference. I mean, you see gowns that are sequins and then you see gowns that are rhinestones, like plastic stones, and then you see gowns that are crystals. And of course, there's a price difference between each of those three because you see the shine, the sparkle, the clarity of those stones really come to life as you get higher in quality. And I know Jim Ball specializes in high quality crystals. And even if he does go for um, more affordable um, gems like cubic zirconia, et cetera, it still is meticulously chosen to look your best. The prices range um, anywhere from about $28 to $150. So if you are the custom gown girl where you have just designed your dream gown with your favorite designer and you need to cap it off with something that is worthy of that 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 type of high luxe look, um, you're going to find that there. But also, if you are not in the market yet for that couture or that custom gown, um, we still have something that's a more affordable price range as well. Yeah, and we have, I mean, do we have all different shapes and all different colors and sizes and variations? Yes, I'm about to be our best customer. Um, so the gym ball earrings come in a variety of sizes and colors. And specifically, um, when we were kind of working with gym ball to figure out what we would carry, we looked at size and shape. So we have long and skinny for if you have a more ornate um, evening gown or top for your fun fashion, you need something a little sim- sim- simpler, but also is going to pop on stage something with more volume for a more simple gown. Um, so we have a variety. We have, I think we have everything from what, uh, clear stone, AB crystal. I think we even got some in black, which is almost impossible to find. Uh, so give it a, give it a look. Shop.thepageantplanet.com um, and you won't be disappointed. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Hey everyone, welcome to the call. Today, Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching and myself. We're going to talk about the 10 products that you need to have in your makeup bag. And as a perfect segue, this podcast is sponsored by Taylor Sparkles Cosmetics. Taylor Sparkles is a new makeup line that not only is cruelty-free, but also free of parabens and sulfates and enhances your natural beauty today by going to taylorsparklescosmetics.com. And kind of in honor of her sponsoring this podcast, she's giving away not one, Jesse, not two, but three, Thrace Liquid Velvet Lipsticks. So 
for those that, I mean, you had to break it down for me. I, I'm a bit out of my element with this particular show. So for those that might not know what a liquid velvet lipstick is, set the stage. What is it? Well, liquid lipstick is all the rage right now because it's able to give a ton of pigmented color and coverage and be able to last an extended period of time. Um, and then it gives, like, I think it's this particular lip um, color is called liquid velvet because it gives a really full lush finish. So it's dimensional while still having rich pigmented color. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a variety of colors there. There's about 10 different colors, so it can match your lips. But you, in order to win, you just need to go to our fan page. So just go to facebook.com backslash the pageant planet. Um, and then you can just enter to win by leaving a comment on the featured posts there at the um, when this podcast goes live. Or if you're listening to this afterwards, so sorry you missed out, but you can always go to Taylor Sparkles cosmetics.com and you can get yours for it's only 15 bucks i feel like that's a good price that's a great price okay cool so now on to the show we're going to talk about the the 10 items that you gotta have in the makeup bag so tell us which what's the first one that girls really and and why is that even important to have this go-to arsenal yeah, so this, I love that word arsenal. That's so true. It's like our like our fighting stuff. So this particular bag, think about it as if you're running out the door to a pageant appearance and you have to have these key items with you. So this is separate from your big old makeup case that you keep and that you get ready for full face. This is just for touch-ups and on the go. Um, so the number one thing I like to have with me um, is press powder. Because I don't know about any of you listening, but I have combination skin. So I have dry skin around like my jawline, et cetera. But where my T-zone is and my forehead and my nose and like my cheeks, I get a little bit glowy pretty quickly. So pressed powder is the first thing. And most pressed powder compacts will come with a sponge or something that you can use as a touch up in those tiny areas um, when it's most important. Now, I mean, if you're a girl listening to this and you're really new to the makeup world, I'm going to make you feel really great because I am pretty much clueless about all of these things. So <laughs> pressed powder, what does it do? What does it benefit? I mean, does it help like if your skin gets shiny? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Steven. Yes. I should have rewind. So I use, I, I don't know about you guys listening. I use a loose powder to set my face. So Steven, it's like, think of baby powder. That's higher tech for loose powder. Okay. Um, that's what I keep in my home product. When I'm on the go, you really can't have a loose powder in your bag because it'll just create a mess. And then the brushes that you need to use with it, I never want to put it in my, my on the go bag because I want to damage it. So pressed powder is essentially a tighter packed version of your loose powder. And it is like, um, it's like when you see in those like commercials where they have the compact that opens up and they just touch it and put it on their face. Like that would be like, I guess the equivalent of what we're talking about, but it's pressed powder. So it's pressed down and packed really tightly for on the go purposes. And then, like I said, usually you can just use a sponge that's included. You dab it onto the pressed powder and then you dab it onto those super shiny places. Got it. Okay, great. All right. Um, and then usually this is best to use, after the girl's coming out on stage, can she use it in between like wardrobe changes or no? Oh, definitely. Okay. Absolutely. This is for any time. So whether you are at an appearance where you're outside and it's getting hot or whether you're going to be on a TV show and you need to just really quickly touch up um, because nothing looks worse on TV than a shiny face because, it's, of course, it's amplified by 
um, the harsh lights. Um, so it's just something to keep in mind if you're going to be photographed a lot or on camera, um, those flashes will reflect. So you want to keep that in check. Okay. All right. What's item number two? Item number two is lash glue. Um, nothing is worse than when you've meticulously put on your lashes and you're out and about and you know that your lash is coming off in one of the corners <laughs> and it is just so not a good look. If you thought you looked polished before, now you are the antithesis of polished. So lash glue is really important to keep with you. Um, so what I do if I get stuck in the moment, I will usually keep like well, I'm skipping ahead, but I usually keep a bobby pin in my purse, and that way I can just dab a little bit of glue on the bo on the bobby pin, and that way I can get right into my lash line without messing up my mascara or any of my um, other eye makeup. But it's so important to keep with you in a bind. It's a bad look if they start to come off. Yeah, so it, <laughs> I've, I've seen girls where the wind's blowing, and all of a sudden the eyelash starts flapping, and they have a blowout. It's... um. Yeah, it's not not the best look. Very funny, not the best look that you're going for. <laughs> um, Renata does the, she gets hers, it's threaded in. Is that right? Oh, that right? that's fascinating. Yeah, so she gets it, um, I don't know, she do, they do it like lash by lash by lash. And um, so she gets that done every like week. So I don't think she would mind me telling the world, but um, yeah, so she has her appointment. I mean, I swear, she, I mean, she's got more girls that work on her body and like face and, you know, than I do that work for the company. I'm like, <laughs> I, I meet all these people going down the road and she's like, oh, this person does my wax. This person does my eyebrows, my lashes and my fingers, my toes. I'm like, geez, this is crazy. Okay. Contrary to popular belief, Stephen, we don't wake up like this. I mean, I know and I get it. I didn't. I didn't fully understand it, but now that I'm married and I see it and um, see all the, um, one, the expense of it, and two, the time factor, you got to I mean, travel there and go through all these appointments. It's, it's really dedication, and she stays on top of it, so I'm like, you get a girl. Do it. <laughs> all right, so that, all right, oh wait, okay, so that's the lash glue. That's number two. What's the third one? So I already hinted to it in our previous item, and that's bobby pins. Um, and I say bobby pins for a number of reasons. Stephen, bobby pins, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it's just those little tiny pins. They um, they have a curve at the end, but they're two long pins. That way you can like stick your hair back or put your crown on with them. And they're important for a multitude of reasons. One, if you've done a style to your hair that involves like it being up off your face, um, you just always want to have them with you anyway to make sure that if a piece falls out, or if something moves or you hit a wind tunnel, God forbid, you have something to be able to fix it quickly. The other thing is if you weren't anticipating having your hair up, but maybe it starts to sprinkle and rain, or maybe it's a hot day, or maybe you just have one piece that keeps like falling into your um into your face and you don't want to keep pushing it back all day. It's just something nice to have extra. And like I said, it's multi-purpose because you can always use it as well to add on that lash glue for your lashes. And I think I've even used a bobby pin when my shoe strap broke. I was able to just kind of bobby pin it together just like for to, to survive the next few hours. So bobby pins are multi-useful, um, something I always want to have with you. Yeah, and in case you're ever like, you know, crowning the next queen or something like that, you can always just hold on the crown too. 
Very true. Yeah, absolutely. And then for you, like for me too, when I was competing and I was at appearances, um, when you have your crown with you, you don't always show up to an appearance wearing it. Um, especially if I miss international crown, I literally couldn't sit in the car with it on. It was so big. Um, funny story. Of course we digress. I was, I remember I was driving to an appearance as Miss New York international and I'm driving down and I'm fully ready. And I'm not thinking everyone's like, waving to me as I'm driving and I'm like wow people are in a really good mood today and then I get there and I remember my crown is on my head and I was oh like that's gosh. people are waving at me but when I was international I couldn't do that so you always when you're putting on your crown at appearances it's always helpful to just have something extra just in case for whatever reason your hairstyle isn't um like tight enough to to secure it it's always helpful to have extra bobby pins that, that would be fun actually I mean if you already have a crown just to drive around and see the reactions that people get I totally, that's how often I was wearing my crown. I actually forgot it was on my head. It was like second skin. Wow. That's dedication. All right. So bobby pins, what's the next one? The next one is a lip liner. Lip liner is one of those items I never appreciated until I started getting my makeup done by professionals because I just, I couldn't get over when they would do it versus when I would do it, how um, clean my overall look with my lipstick and my lip liner would be. And not only that, but making my lips pop. I'm not blessed with the thickest of lips. I do, do not resemble Angelina Jolie in any way, shape or form. And it's not about like, I think the big trend right now is overlining the lips. I'm not into that. I mean, some people do it really well. I just can't. But regardless of whether you're enhancing your lip size over your overlining or you're just coloring in, lip liner is so important because it not only, again, enhances the look of your lips, it prevents your lipstick from smudging. Because of course, if you look at your lips in the mirror, you'll see where it connects with your skin. Um, there's all sorts of creases. And I'm sure you've seen, Stephen, um, maybe, um, I'm trying to think of the most tactful way to say this, but I think of like my grandmother when she would wear her lipstick and it would like transfer into those creases yeah. and granted, um, not everyone listening to this podcast has my grandmother's skin. Um, I, it happens all the time to people because they're just not being cautious applying their color. Right now, bold colors are really in too. So even if you had one lip liner that was, more on the neutral side, that alone will keep it in place from budging and smudging and looking like, um, who's that character that always had the smudge lips? Maybe I'm thinking of Mimi Joker? from Drew Carey show. Oh, the Joker is a perfect <laughs> show. That works. So, yeah. I would say if you do like have one that's pretty close to your natural lip color that you can use underneath multiple different lipsticks. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of the, the overlapping or like when you make your lips bigger by increasing your lip line like whatever that what that thing that you just said that girls do i i never like that i just mm, i don't know i have to say some some women do a really beautiful job of it where it's not it's like it definitely looks prominent but it doesn't look over the top um i just can't master it i feel like i look ridiculous <laughs> okay. my face is so small i can't do that stuff yeah um okay number five all right, in the spirit of liners, I'm kind of hopping all over the face here, which is kind of fun because it's going to keep you guessing over there, listeners. Um, we already talked about lip liner, so let's talk about the other liner is your eyeliner. And I say this because if you do have a lash catastrophe and you either have to yank your lashes off altogether or maybe you've had a really long day and you just can't have the lashes on anymore, you're just over it. Um, I always know, so what, the way I do my lashes, Stephen, the way, I'm not sure if everyone does this, I will line my eye first with a line, an eyeliner. I'll attach my 
my lashes. And then um, I will do another liner on the corners to make sure it looks blended because the lash strip can be pretty dramatic. So you don't want to have your black line of your lash base like end right in the middle of your eye. Is that making sense to you? Yep, it is. Okay, good. And then I will, again, I will apply liner to make sure it looks even. So then what happens is if your eye, if you take off your eyelashes because of due to fatigue, or if they shift or you take them off and reapply them, it can really make the eyeliner look wonky. And they say eyes are the window to the soul. People are making eye contact with you when you're talking with them one-on-one. It's really important that they look clean and they look uniform. So having an eyeliner um, is a... Very, very good bet. I, um, we're talking about Taylor Sparkles earlier and I actually love their, uh, their eye pencil. It's a, it's a felt pencil. So, or I guess it's not a pencil. It's a felt eyeliner and it's very, very pigmented, very smooth and easy to apply. It's got like a really sharp tip so you can get into the corner and it's only eleven ninety nine, which is a, like a steal in the eyeliner world. But if you just need one to throw in that on the go bag, that's a great one to have. Yeah. And what's this thing about i mean i know that the winged the wing tipped since we're on and talking about eyeliners i mean would you recommend that for a pageant is that a big no-no is there certain common mistakes that you see girls make with eyeliners that you're like never do that um that's a great question well i that's a good idea for an article for our queen of makeup So the winged eyeliner is not for everyone. And I've seen graphics over time, and I'll have to pull one up and see if I can share one with our team, Stephen, and potentially our readers and listeners. But um, because of your face shape and your eye shape, that's what dictates what your liner should be. So if you have naturally really wide eyes, you're not going to want to wing your liner because it's going to make your eyes look even wider. Um, and then if you have really small eyes, you're not going to want to do really bold lines on the top. The one mistake I see a lot with eyeliner though, Steven is when girls overline their bottom lash. I see it all the time because what that does is it closes off your eyes underneath. If anything, do a little bit on the outer corners and smudge it toward the inside. Nothing is worse to me or more harsh to me. And like in person or face to face than a really strong line underneath. So we are going to work with our queen of makeup to see if she can't do some kind of an article about the types of line, the top liner, but for a rule of thumb for your lower lash line, keep it simple. Mm. Do you have anything for eyebrows in your arsenal? You know, I don't because eyebrows are one of those things where you just like you do it and it should be good for the day. Um, so even though it's not on my list, I'll talk really quickly about it. Um, I use an angled brush with a brown powder for my eyeliner. So I wet the angled brush, I dip it into the powder, and then I just use it to enhance my natural shape and color. And then what I do from there is I have a clear lash gel, or not lash, a brow gel that I use to keep it in shape. So once I leave, my brows are pretty much like set in stone. Um, quite literally, unless I leave (laughs) and it rains and it downpours in a way that I wouldn't expect. But brows are not, in my experience, a touch-up necessity item. Wow. If you do them right, I should say. Yeah. Well, I just, we're we're talking about lashes, and I just was reminded of this girl that she um, checks Renata and I in at the gym. Very pretty girl, but her brows are just like, yeah, there needs to be a brow tutorial too, because it's like. Hey, well, are her brows like too too prominent it's just or thick? I mean, it's almost like you took a highlighter, like the big mm. side of the highlighter, and just went. Whoa. I mean, and they're painted Ooh. on, and they're higher up too. And again, like very pretty girl. I just, 
you know, I just want to say, let's talk, let's have a talk about your eyebrows. And, and just so I can get the story behind them because they're just very prominent. Send her oh. my way, Stephen. We'll oh. work with her. All right. Okay. What's the next Bra- one? Thick brows are in, though. So, I mean, <sighs> maybe, maybe, but I don't know. Each their own. People like their brows different ways. I guess so. Yeah. Have you seen the squiggly brows? No. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. If you're listening, when, like, we want you to comment on this post when we share it on our fan page. But, like, uh, Stephen, the squiggly brows, they look like tadpoles on your brows. I mean, it's like the new thing. I don't know if it'll catch on, but it's certainly share worthy. Oh, Anywho, wow. Okay, I'm gonna, Okay, I, I, I'm I'm tempted. We should we should post it on Instagram and say hit or miss. Oh, we should. It'll. Right. I mean, I've, I like I said in my previous podcast, I don't think I've ever had one gown get unanimous results, either hit or miss. But I feel like this might be the first hit or hundred percent unanimous hit miss. Um, I was gonna say hit. What do you mean? Oh, come on. Okay. okay, so moving on, moving on. Okay. Um, so we need to think more about more than just about our face. So the next two items are about our hands. Um, so the first item is a nail kit. Excuse me. And in my nail kit, I do um I have like a little tiny scissors, like cuticle scissors that have come in handy more than than I can count when I'm just like snipping off either a tag that I forgot to remove. Or, um, you know, those, um, in, well, you might not have shirts that do this, Stephen, but Renata certainly does where they have the hanger straps. They're really straps and sometimes they can pop out or be overly visible. So you can cut those off. So in my nail kit, and you can probably find a nail kit at the dollar store, to be honest, it has a nail file. It has little scissors and mine even has a set, a tweezer in it too. Um, so that's just like my perfect go-to, like, Gotta have it just in case. So um, that's kind of like the pageant utility belt, I would say. <laughs> it's like your Batman belt. It pretty much is. Mine's really cute. Mine's like pink with flowers, so it's like always fun to keep with me. Yeah. Um, so you can always find like glittery ones for pageant girls, I'm sure. You know, and I mean, I, I assume a lot of these things you cannot just give and share to another title holder. But speaking of the utility belt that you were just making reference to, it, it really does put you in a position of confidence if you are over-prepared for your pageant and a girl comes to you and say, do you have X? And you're like, yeah, sure do. Here you go. And mm-hmm. that feeling of like preparedness and that feeling of like somebody else is in need, I've helped them out, it, it creates like really positive endorphins and it makes you feel better about yourself, which naturally means you're going to compete better. So all these things is to really put you in that mindset of like, Hey, if anything happens to me this weekend, I've got everything that that I need. And if anything happens to anybody else, they know that they can come to me. So that's a good feeling. I have a gross story. Can I share it? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I ran my first half marathon the year I competed in Miss International and I was running my half marathon and I could feel pain in my toe. And so this was in May, the end of May, Memorial Day weekend in May, and I was competing in July. So for weeks, my nail, I could see my toenail was bruised. It looked really gross, whatever. The day before I leave my, and this is not gross because it was like already healed underneath like my nail like popped off and it wasn't as gross as it sounds, but it was still gross. Mm. It was like, I can't go to Miss International without a toenail. I look ridiculous. And like, so the whole weekend I used scotch tape to tape my nail to my foot because I was like there, I can't have no toenail. I'm going to look ridiculous. And like in the grand scheme, nobody <laughs> would have seen my toenail. It was just my own personal freak out. Yeah. And this is one of those things where 
you might be overly cautious about your hanger strap that's showing, but if you do have what you what you could, like if you can fix it, you would rather fix it, right? Because it's a good peace of mind thing. So even though the toenail thing wasn't a big deal, because I kept it fixed and it was taken care of, I felt better about life in general. So this is just like for you to know that you've got it under control. Yeah, so much of your of life is just about tricking yourself. To- yes. And uh, whatever mind games you got to play on yourself so that you perform your best, play them and do them unapologetically. So exactly. For Love you, it. it took scotch tape, which is great. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't do a duct tape because that would just be weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's what's the next one? Which one are we on? Are we on seven? We are on. We have one, two, three, four left. So, so we're, we're on six. On, yes. Okay. So this item, again, keeping with the hand theme, nail polish. So if you get your nails done or use them yourself, either way, um, when I was competing, I liked to get, I liked to bring my own polish to the nail salon. That way I knew if it chipped, I could reapply it myself. Um, because when you're a title holder or you're competing, your hands are on display all of the time. Because if you are putting your crown on or you're taking it off to put it on someone else for a photo op or you're signing autograph cards or you're shaking people's hands or you're talking and you're Italian like me and your hands are always moving, that's the way it works. Um, so you always want to make sure your hands look great and it'll give you excellent confidence. I mean, a lot of people will say they see how well you take care of yourself by looking at your hands. Um, so keeping the nail polish that you have on with you, just in case you have any kind of like chips or nicks that happen, um, will just be a good thing to keep them looking fresh and groomed. It's great. Yeah. I don't have anything to add to that. I totally agree. Like when you look the at somebody- The only thing I would add to that though is uh-huh. to put it in a Ziploc bag because the last thing you want is your nail polish leaking over all of your cosmetics. So I always keep one of those like little mini sandwich bags that are like more for snacks and sandwiches. Um, that way it just fits right in there and it's easy to take with me. It's great. Okay. And what's the next one? The next one is um, a blush or a bronzer. Um, I think there are two types of people in the world, people that live for bronzer and people that live for blush. I am, I live for blush. Um, so the difference, Stephen, your bronzer is a brown base. Um, it usually can be used for your contour. So it's a little more, um, it's well, just brown base. I guess that's the difference. And then blush can be brown base, but it has more of a warmth to it. So it's kind of for the apples of your cheeks to bring life and color where contour and bronzer is more for like chiseling your features. Okay. I could see that. Cool. So um, I like blush because I think it warms up your entire face um, and it just makes you look warm and cozy. So, Okay. And you apply this when in the grand scheme of like putting on your face and do you reapply it? So this would be for a touch up. You would probably do it when you're at home and with all of your glory and your light up mirror and doing your, your YouTube video tutorial, whatever you're doing, you're probably doing it already. This is just for you've been out and about for a couple of hours or you've been like, it's hot or you've been in stage lights and you kind of are melt your face is starting to melt off a little bit and you just want to freshen freshen up the color of your face because nothing looks worse than when you look washed out in your cheek area um it just makes your face look really flat so having that bronzer or that blush again whatever camp you're in will really just bring more dimension and life to your face again (laughs) it's like what's the um all the twilight series jacob or Edward, yeah, Edward. You, would, you would be Edward Cullen. That would be <laughs> what the case, yes. Got it. Okay. So you got to choose a side. Um, okay. What's the next one? Right. Last two. Um, so we already talked about pressed powder, 
but blotting papers would be a good alternative to that um, or a good addition to that. Um, what blotting papers do, Stephen, they're just like little squares that are created so that you can press them against your skin. It will absorb absorb the excess powder or the excess oil on your face without smudging your makeup. So press powder is really for concealing the sheen. Uh, oil blotting sheets are for removing it. So if you are have combination to oily skin, you're going to want to have blotting papers with you in addition to your pressed powder because your pressed powder is not going to do anything but make you look matted down. So this is something that's going to remove the oil and then you can put your pressed powder um, on after you remove the oil. It's awesome. And like all, all this stuff, I mean, with the, with the pressed paper, I, I remember because during a photo shoot once somebody used that on me because I've got mm-hmm. um, normal to oily skin and but they could just find it on Amazon or anywhere else, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, so many places have it. I think Beauty Blender actually has their own version of it, which I always, which I use and I love. And I have it in a little compact. It's called the Blotterati, um, and it's reusable. So it comes in a little compact, and I can just like whip it out, use it, and then I can wash it like I do my regular makeup brushes. Um, so you can find any version of that um, at your drugstore or. At Sephora. I don't know if I like that name so much because it's a really catchy name or it kind of reminds me of my last name, Roddy, and it's an ego thing that's creeping ah. in. I don't know. But I, it's a fun name. Like I just really like the people at Beauty Blender. They're they're just super cool. I mean, I hope I'm saying it right. Blotterot. I mean, I think so. It's sounds got a cool. cute, catchy name. It sounds like them, doesn't it? Their personality as a brand. Yeah, it does. Yeah, And they're just, they're fun. They're fun. Um, okay. Right. So Coming in hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> So speaking of hot, if you get hot and sweaty during the day, you're not as fresh as when you left the house, um, mini perfume, Mm. because if you are giving people hugs or you're taking pictures and you're close to people and you had a long day, you don't want to be the smelly queen. Nobody wants to be the smelly queen. Don't have the big reputation. Um, What I do for this, I've actually, when you go to Sephora, um, or I guess, I I don't know if there's any other stores that do this, but you ask for a sample of a perfume and they give it to you in this little tiny thing and you can remove that top. So you can either use what they give you or you can put your, you can just spritz your own into that and you can bring it with you. So it's like the most perfect tester of all time. Um, or you can just, if you get testers, you can just use them for that. But just have that mini perfume with you just to spritz. If you're starting to get a little bit self-conscious or you know it's been a long day or you just want to smell fresh, I mean, that's the last item that you want to keep with you. Yeah, we just, we in Bible college, we'd call that the evangelical shower. Like you have, like if you're on the mission field or whatever and you haven't showered long, bring a little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring a little cologne. Um, well, but that was painless. And all the stuff... I mean, they don't take up that much room, so you can have a nice, concise little uh, makeup bag. And do you suggest them take their makeup bag with them to, say, rehearsals, during the pageant, backstage, or should they leave it in the room? What's the strategy there? So it's difficult to bring it. If you're at pageant week and you're on the go, yes, for sure. You're going to want to have a bag big enough for your makeup for a pair of flats, just in case you have downtime. Um 
again, your your phone, of course, a charger, et cetera. Um, if you're at an appearance, it's a little tougher because you don't want to be lugging around this bag um, at an event. So um, it's always good if you're going on an appearance to call in advance and say, is there a place for me to leave my belongings or should I plan accordingly? Um, that way they'll have an idea. Um, I Unless it was a really hot day and my things were likely to get ruined, I would keep mine in my car. And that way, if I had a break, I would just shuffle out there and do it in the privacy of my own vehicle with a mirror right there. Um, you don't always have that luxury, but it's call in advance, see if there's a secure place for your belongings. Um, if not, have a bag big enough that this will fit into it for when you're on the go. That's great. And if girls want to learn more about how they could work with you on a one-on-one basis, how can they do that? Yeah, you can check us out at pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.